Welcome to Citizens Climate University, a weekly webinar program of Citizens Climate Lobby that provides CCL supporters with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics relating to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host tonight, Todd Elvins, and I am CCL's National Actions Director. Tonight's topic is Advanced Training on Building Electrification and Efficiency. Electrifying residential, industrial, and commercial buildings and improving energy efficiency in buildings is a key part of America's transition to a clean economy. In this training, our guest speaker, Jonathan Marshall, CCL's Economics Research Coordinator, will explain why this policy area is important and discuss how CCL can advocate for policies on this topic. If we're successful, at the end of this training, you'll understand what building electrification and efficiency is, why it's an important part of CCL's agenda, and how volunteers can advocate for electrification and efficiency. Our guest speaker tonight, Jonathan Marshall, is a journalist, scholar, and book author with economics training from Stanford University and a master's degree in American history from Cornell University. Jonathan joined CCL staff in 2022 as our economics research coordinator and co-leader of the Nerd Corner Action Team. And if you get a chance, check out the Nerd Corner because there are a lot of really great posts in the forum in that action team. So here's our agenda for this training. We'll start by defining building electrification and efficiency and then explain why they are important for climate policy. Then we'll say how building electrification and efficiency saves money. Then we'll describe some policies that support BENE and cover how CCLers can advocate for these types of policies. All right, Jonathan, take it away. Good. Well, thank you, Todd, and thank you all for joining us this evening. Uh, hopefully we'll have a good discussion at the end and this will be informative. So as most of you know, this subject area is one of the four pillars of CCL's expanded policy uh, agenda. At the core of our agenda, of course, carbon pricing remains absolutely essential. It's still the single most powerful policy uh, tool that we could implement. Uh, but we've expanded to healthy forests, including urban forests, which are an important potential source of carbon sequestration or capture. And if we want to reduce emissions uh, to reach a, a net zero by 2050 or some goal like that, uh, we'll need to, and I'll talk of course much more about this, but reduce emissions in the building sector as well as transportation and industry. Um, and then to make all of this feasible, we're gonna need uh, permitting reform or we're never gonna reach the objectives we hope for. So. Uh, I'm sure many of you have already been reading about the policy agenda, but uh, you can go to CCL community for lots more. Next slide, please. So in this area, what CCL's focus will be, uh, instead of the usual focus on the national level, we're gonna focus on educating the public and elected officials, especially at the local and state level, on the importance 
of building electrification and efficiency so they can help accelerate this transition. And especially keeping in mind those who uh, are less fortunate have lower income and can, need, can use support in this transition. Next slide. So what is building electrification and efficiency? Um, as you can probably guess, it involves the replacement of fossil fuel technologies with electric ones in residential, commercial, and industrial buildings. Uh, and you'll be hearing a lot uh, about electric heat pumps tonight. Uh, they could be used for space heating and water heating and drying clothes. Uh, and of course, uh, we can also, <laughs> as there's been a lot of attention in the news of late, uh, start using electricity for our, our cooking if we don't already. Uh, it also very much on the agenda is making our buildings more efficient uh, because we wanna economize even on the use of clean energy. And to do that, uh, we can insulate our buildings better, seal leaks, have uh, better insulated windows uh, and so on and so forth. Next. So the reason CCL has chosen this sector is uh, it actually contributes more to greenhouse gas emissions than any other single sector of the economy. About 31% of all US GHG emissions come from residential and commercial buildings. Uh, about 10% of emissions come from the direct burning of fossil fuels or things like natural gas furnaces. <clears throat> and the rest comes from the emissions that are created indirectly through the use of electricity in this sector. Uh, we're gonna focus in this training on residential buildings, though both sectors are important. And that's because they're less electrified and contribute more emissions, about 20% more than commercial buildings. Commercial buildings are already about half of their energy comes from electricity. And in the residential sector, only about 44%. So they have farther to go uh, than the commercial sector. Those again, both are important. Next slide, please. Another reason is uh, to focus on this is this sector has been relatively resistant to emissions reductions over time since 1990 total emissions in this sector at the, at the top line there have only barely come down uh, over 30 years. And as you can also see, all of the reduction from about 2007 or so has been from the improvements in emissions in the electricity sector. The on-site emissions from the use of natural gas and propane and, and fuels like that basically haven't budged at all. Uh, the whole point, just to reiterate something many of you already know of electrification is, as we, is not only to move more towards efficient use of electricity as an energy source, but then to clean up our electric generation with the use of more renewable energy, perhaps uh, nuclear and even possibly uh, natural gas with carbon sequestration. But if we can get the electricity sector cleaned up and then use all electric forms of energy in the building sector, we can move buildings towards zero emissions. Next. So uh, 
<clears throat> as I mentioned, about half of all homes uh, have heating of, of space or water from fossil fuels. And space heating is the biggest source of uh, fossil fuel use in, household, uh, in households. Water heating comes second, followed then by cooking and uh, clothes drying. Those are pretty small relatively, but, uh, but they matter as well. So the key targets, as I say, are going to be space and water heating, but we'll look at all of these sectors. Next, please. Um, so one of the key uh, technologies that will hopefully radically improve the efficiency and emissions from heating of both space and water are heat pumps. Uh, and these are devices that are kind of like air conditioners, only in reverse. If you have walked past an air conditioner, say in a New York street, you got a blast of hot air coming at you in the summer months. That's because the air conditioner is exchanging, is taking the, sucking the heat out of the building and sending it outdoors. What the heat pump does is it reverses that cycle when in the colder months, and it sucks heat from outdoors and pumps it indoors. Um, so a, a good heat pump can actually work as an air conditioner in summer and a heater in winter. And by exchanging heat, rather than simply generating it through resistance, the way you know, electric heat coils work, it can perform with three to five times the efficiency of a standard electric heater. And so the efficiency is great for emissions. Uh, and the fact that it's electric means we can replace natural gas, water heaters, and space heaters with these very, very efficient devices. They can, they can heat or cool a room or your entire house, depending on how they're set up. And you can see here that you can get rather substantial reductions in emissions. These numbers refer to annual tonnage of CO2 reduced by the installation of a heat pump relative to older uh, fossil fuel technologies. Or in the case of baseboard heaters, those are electric, but very, very inefficient. So there's a wide range of improvement here, but it's all good. Uh, and I'm not gonna talk as much about it, but uh, although heat pumps are kind of the glamorous technology, let's not forget that building efficiency, better insulation, <laughs> Uh, sealing of air leaks and the like can also save up to maybe 5% of all US GHG emissions. That's a kind of theoretical aim to shoot for. We're not going to get there anytime right away, but efficiency gains can often be had at relatively low cost and, uh, and great effect. So those are things we always want to look for as well. Next, please. So this chart isn't as complicated as it looks. It's based on a study in California of a typical house in Sacramento, comparing uh, emissions from a mix of electric and natural gas versus an all-electric household. And the, the bars and hatches at top reflect the emissions that come in the home from 
burning of natural gas, and the hatches are from leakage of natural gas. As you know, methane, which is the main component of natural gas, is a very potent uh, greenhouse gas. So leakages really add up. And uh, now on the electric side, there are also leakages. And that's because heat pumps use uh, refrigerants just like uh, air conditioners do. And when those leak, those can uh, contribute to greenhouse warming as well. Fortunately, those refrigerants are changing due to federal law and will become less and less powerful greenhouse gases. Uh, and heat pumps are improving in terms of their leakage rates. So we're going to see the amount of leakage go down. And thus we're seeing uh, in later years, 2030 and 2050, as electric generation gets cleaner and cleaner, the uh, difference between gas-fired uh, homes and electric homes becomes ever bigger. So electrification can have a huge difference by 2050. And that's why we're uh, pushing for this kind of solution. Next, please. Well, by uh, doing good for the environment and climate, we can also uh, help our pocketbooks. And most authorities agree that uh, using more efficient uh, appliances like heat pumps can save us money uh, on energy uh, over, over time. Uh, Rewiring America, which is a terrific source, and we'll talk a bit more about them later, estimates that electrifying space and water heating can save the average household about $500 a year. Now, this is going to vary a lot from place to place. Uh, very cold climates aren't quite as suitable for heat pumps, although heat pumps still work well, and, uh, but the savings won't be as great. Also, states or local areas that have very high electric rates aren't going to save you as much money. Unfortunately, I live in California, which now has some of the highest residential electric rates in the country. So uh, heat pumps aren't as attractive as they are in other parts of the country. But these averages are still pretty convincing uh, reasons to switch just to save yourself money. And I might add that I think that they are uh, also. Numbers like this, which are accessible through online calculators, are a great entree to talk to people and introduce them to CCL. Talking to them about how they can save money and help the environment at the same time is a great way to introduce them then to our larger climate agenda. Next slide, please. Well, besides saving money and climate, we can also make ourselves healthier by reducing or eliminating the burning of fossil fuels in our homes. Uh, furnaces uh, and hot water heaters that are burning natural gas or propane are releasing particulates and uh, other uh, smog forming compounds into our homes and uh, into the broader environment. And it turns out that uh, just a few years ago, emissions from burning of wood or uh, other fuels in buildings actually surpassed emissions coming from coal-fired plants, power plants in the United States. And uh, commercial and residential buildings together are now responsible because of some of these emissions for about 18,000 early deaths 
and about $200 billion a year in health impact. So uh, there are lots and lots of really powerful reasons to go electrify uh, our buildings, both residential and commercial. Uh, these numbers are from uh, <laughs> Rocky Mountain Institute. Next slide, please. And some of you may have uh, heard because of recent news coverage that uh, the emissions from gas stoves, which are much beloved by some cooks, actually contribute very significantly to childhood asthma in the United States. <laughs> um, perhaps 13% of all childhood asthma cases in the United States are caused by uh, the use of gas stoves. And uh, I hope you'll, uh, if you have a gas stove, you know, you don't need to change it out right away. Be sure to vent it properly and start looking seriously at uh, electric stoves. General electric stoves, I use a, an old fashioned electric stove, which works great and is very efficient. The newer generation of induction stoves are fantastic because they give you extremely fine control over your heating and they can heat up extremely fast. Uh, people who thought gas stoves were great for that are just falling in love with induction stoves. So uh, the downside is they do cost a little more right now, but they are a terrific alternative. Next slide, please. So in addition to all of these other benefits, we have a serious uh, benefit for the cause of environmental justice. One I've mentioned is the health benefit. Uh, lower income households tend to be the ones who face disproportionate amounts of local air pollution and the attendant health effects. So if we can electrify their homes and other homes in their neighborhoods, they can breathe much healthier air and have uh, fewer cases of disease and, and even mortality. They can also save money along with the rest of us uh, by electrifying their homes. And that's especially true because of benefits in the Inflation Reduction Act, which target $60 billion in grants, tax credits, and other subsidies to help these lower income households transition uh, to uh, a cleaner and more electric uh, lifestyle. And I would add, because I, I made a point earlier about the savings uh, to be had from shifting to heat pumps and, and other electric appliances, the time has never been better to take advantage of those savings because of tax credits uh, in the Inflation Reduction Act, and soon will be eligible for rebates as well. And uh, so there's all sorts of uh, incentives. And the good news is that Congress paid attention to equity and made sure that uh, many of these benefits will also accrue to rental housing so that renters can enjoy benefits. Uh, and uh, so I think we're gonna see much faster electrification across the board. And uh, I just wanted to highlight this statement from the Green Lining Institute, which is a, a major champion of environmental justice that electrification can be a transformative force for low-income residents, and that by providing low-income communities access to major benefits such as cleaner air, healthier homes, good jobs, and empowered workers, and greater access to affordable energy and energy efficiency to reduce monthly energy bills. 
So if you don't believe me, you can believe the Greenlining Institute. Next slide, please. So uh, I mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, is chock full of great uh, targeted, intelligently targeted subsidies for consumer purchases of efficient heating, cooling, uh, cooking appliances, and home weatherization, which is the efficiency side. In addition, uh, state and federal appliance performance standards uh, can be a valuable push for electrification. So can state and local building codes. <clears throat> Truly, these are very, very important. Uh, the Department of Energy is spending huge amounts of money on improving uh, technology for electric technology like heat pumps. Uh, consumer education campaigns are vital to make people aware of, of these uh, tools. And last but not least, we need dedicated workforce training. There is a huge shortage of qualified electricians in this country. And a lot of uh, traditional uh, electricians uh, and uh, and other companies actually discourage people from using heat pumps instead of say natural gas furnaces just because they have less experience with them they haven't been properly trained so these are all important policies but let's go to the next slide it turns out that uh, one of the most important policies we can do, and this is where CCL has a unique advantage, is carbon pricing. And the American Council on an Energy Efficient Economy, which is one of the most trusted organizations in this whole area, said carbon pricing would help equalize the market environment between electric end uses and fossil fuels and could be the single most impactful policy to drive building electrification forward on the federal and state levels. So that's a fantastic endorsement of our still number one uh, policy agenda. And a great reason why I think CCL is really an important grassroots organization when it comes to educating the public about building electrification, because we can then also draw the link to carbon pricing and why we need more than just you know, a few more heat pumps here and there. Next slide, please. So a study by a group of Columbia University economists and Rhodium Group, which is a major uh, private sector uh, think tank, found that a carbon tax starting at $15 per ton and rising $15 a year would actually cut building emissions more than 50% over 10 years. That's a really stunning finding. So the bar on the far left is where emissions were in 2019 in millions of metric tons of CO2. The far right uh, emissions, which is less than half of that total, represents that carbon tax that's shown here, the $15 per ton. So carbon taxes really provide uh, powerful incentives that bill, can build on subsidies that have now uh, started up under the Inflation Reduction Act. Next slide. So I wanna just reinforce that CCL is not alone in making building electrification uh, an important part of its policy agenda. Next slide. 
Rocky Mountain Institute, which is uh, one of the most trusted names in, in energy, uh, <clears throat> founded by Amory Levin, said, to meet the imperative of curbing climate change and restoring clean and healthy air to our communities, it is critical that policymakers act to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions from the building sector. Next. On the government side, the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, which is about the most respected uh, equivalent in the, in the public sector, part of the Department of Energy, says electrification of end uses in buildings, <clears throat> and also including efficiency, and much of transportation and industry is likely a key part of the most cost-effective pathway to achieving large-scale decarbonization across the economy. Next, please. Last but not least, the agency tasked by the state of California to help meet its aggressive climate goals says that electrification, quote, provides the most technologically feasible path to reduce building-related emissions. So there you have it. So CCL is going to uh, uh, engage through policies, in very much including carbon pricing, that will speed up this whole process of electrifying and making buildings more efficient, and focusing very much, not losing sight of the importance of making all of this process affordable for low and middle income households. Next, please. So we're gonna engage, as I mentioned, especially through local action, uh, as well as in Congress, to advocate for a fair and equitable building electrification and efficient policies. Locally, we're gonna educate members of the public. Um, <clears throat> and I'm gonna show some resources at the end to help educate ourselves. We are not the world's, most of us, the world's leading experts in this area. And we don't have to be. Uh, we can steer people towards other organizations that focus just on this, but we can get up to speed through some of the resources I'll show at the end. And I think still do a great job of educating the public or at least starting that process. And we're gonna hopefully educate local officials about what they can do to support efficiency and electrification. And one of the ways they can do it, I mentioned this organization, Rewiring America, which is really focused like a laser on this whole process. And they have a special mayors and municipal leaders for electrification initiative that we can refer local officials to as to where they can get trusted information. Next. So one of the reasons of, to focus on, you know, at the national level, you want carbon pricing to take place nationally. There's, there's no good alternative to that. <laughs> You know, it's nice to have states do it in the in the absence of national carbon pricing, but nothing beats state uh, a national price. But local officials are really important because they influence or even control local building codes, uh, education, outreach programs, local permitting, and so forth. Um, and we really want all local construction at least to be electric ready. In other words, having big enough uh, electric panels so that people won't have to redo all of that if they decide to swap out uh, a natural gas furnace for an electric heat pump and so forth. We don't want to lock people in for decades. Once they've gotten 
gas furnaces, heaters, et cetera, they're gonna be very reluctant to swap those out. So let's get it right from the beginning. And lastly, I think local officials will realize that it's really beneficial to their local economy to have lots of good jobs for construction workers, plumbers, heating and cooling installers, electricians, and the like. So we can win them over as allies. Next. So CCL has prepared a template <clears throat> to make the process of approaching local officials much easier. And uh, there's a link here, <clears throat> and you can find it on community, uh, a, a template that's easy to fill out. And you'll see, if you look closely under point number one, there's a, uh, a reference to that mayorsforelectrification.org. So as well as some of the other resources that Rewiring America offers. So it's a great way for local officials to get up to speed quickly. Next, please. And uh, just to kind of uh, finish out here, for those of you who want to uh, get further up to speed, one place to start is with the advanced training. I've covered a good deal of it in this uh, uh, presentation, but you can take a look on our community page for the full written advanced training, which has more hyperlinks, it has more uh, FAQ at the end, more resources, and so forth. So this is a good place to uh, to pursue uh, further information about this uh, part of our policy agenda. Next, please. And here are the extra resources I was promising you. Uh, there's you know lots more out there, but these five are particularly outstanding. Uh, I would, again, highlight Rewiring America. As I mentioned here, its website includes an Inflation Reduction Act savings calculator, which shows lots of the benefits households can enjoy, uh, a Go Electric guide that makes it easy for households to uh, plan their electrification initiatives. Uh, but there's lots of information from all of these organizations. So. Uh, I definitely recommend browsing through their resources. Here we are. So here's my email address, todd at citizensclimate.org. You can contact me if you have questions. You can also contact Jonathan, jonathan.marshall at citizensclimate.org. Our Twitter handles are there too. That's nice and new and interesting. And uh, you can also go to the Nerd Corner, as I said, cclusa.org slash nerdcorner. And thank you for joining the Citizens Climate Lobby University training. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.